diversify. We do a lot of different real estate things. We we not only yeah. do family, but we do multifamily. We do self storage. We do senior right. living. We do um, we do uh, commercial along uh, office and different types of healthcare, like owning owning dental buildings or medical buildings. So there's a ton of things we do. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of focus my comments towards single family. But you know, there's some people out there that. You know, they get real excited and, you know, there's a lot of benefits to owning single family homes and they say, oh, well, you know, I need to, I need to do that. And so, you know, they go out and they buy a bunch of single family homes and then they realize that they're not the right investor type of investor that should be doing that. And they should really be in a different, focusing on a different area. And, uh, you know, buying single family homes is not a, uh, it's not necessarily something you want to try for two years and then sell. Um, you know, fortunately, I see some people that have made that mistake. And the market has been kind to us, and you know they can, you know they they can step out of that at a you know maybe a break even point, or maybe even possibly make make some money. Um, but you know I think the uh, the market is extremely important. I think the timing is extremely important. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen certainly um, a lot of investors that are just buy and hold investors, and if you're a buy and hold and you're a decade long. Uh, viewpoint. If you say, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm in this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, it's hard to go wrong. And uh, at one of our meetings, you may have been there, um, I contrasted uh, an investor in Alabama who happened to be my father-in-law who's been buying properties for the last 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. and versus somebody in California who's been doing the same exact thing, you know, just buying properties and holding them for 30 or 40 years. And that works. You're listening to the Appraiser Secrets Podcast with your host, Mark Jackson. You will get straightforward advice for how to make a profit on every new transaction that you do, compounding your net worth and growing your wealth substantially all through real estate. Get more information at appraisersecrets.com. Once again, welcome to the Appraiser Secrets Podcast powered by Investor Comps. My name is Mark Jackson. You can call me MJ. And I'm so pleased to have my very special guest, Dr. Forrest Bryant, with us today. Dr. B, how are you? Hey, MJ. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, we just got to spend a few days together down in New Orleans, and it's, it's been, what, a whole 48 hours since I've seen you. So uh, it, it, it just thank you for having me on. Looking forward to, uh, to visiting and sharing. Outstanding. And, and you have a great capacity to share. Everybody, um, Dr. B, Dr. Forrest Bryant, is a former practice professional as a dentist, and he's evolved in life not just once but twice uh, with his Dynamic Community High Speed Alliance. I'm very, very grateful to have you with us here, Dr. B, as you, know, as you are known affectionately. Uh, just a ton of content to share. I have no doubt that we're going to have to come back and do a second one of these podcasts to really dig deeper. But it's a wonderful opportunity to introduce you to the community, uh, certainly, we're going to provide some information to how they can catch up and get in touch with So we'll kind of do this in two phases. You have an amazing story, and I want to be able to share a good bit of that. And then we want to get into this dynamic of the High Speed Alliance community and how you help support those individuals uh, with real estate, these tremendous wealth-building assets that we work together on and that you have a, a, just a tremendous capacity to teach care and share. So with no further ado, um, we, you know, it's really unique because we even share another common friend, uh, Dr. Anissa Holmes, who's originally from New Orleans and uh, has her practice in Jamaica. 
So, you know, there's only, I think sometimes it's not six degrees of separation. Sometimes it gets down to three degrees of separation when it comes to really, once you're in circles with and rubbing elbows with really great people, uh, you meet more and more and more, that type of thing. So let me allow you, uh, please, 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 uh, where you're from, a little bit about family, how you got into practice, uh, professional practice, and then we'll kind of keep going from there. Sure. Thanks, MJ. Uh, it, it is a small world. And, um, you know, we've, we've known each other now, I guess. I guess we're probably getting on four or five years, I guess. Four or five years. Yes, yes. The time really flies. But um, once again, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I'll tell you, I've got a, uh, I guess this, I probably need to turn this into some sort of book one day. But it's certainly been a, uh, it's been a fun ride. Um, I, I usually tell people that uh, I'm from L.A. and they usually laugh and they say, you know, with that accent, there's no way. And uh, around here, L.A. means lower Alabama. So I'm originally from lower Alabama. Uh, my uh, my stepdad was in the Marine Corps. So uh, we moved around a lot growing up. I, I call it East Coast, West Coast, Gulf Coast. So we kind of kind of kind of hit uh, had a, had a good Growing up all, all over the country, got used to uh, making friends quickly and moving moving frequently, and um, you know learn definitely learned some some skills during that time as far as um, you know making people feel comfortable very quickly and making making friends and uh, uh, yeah that 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 continues to be you know part of of what we do. It certainly helped me uh, in my dental career, and then certainly helps me now. I meet I meet people from all over the U.S. So uh, certainly love that human connection. And uh, connecting with other humans and uh, and helping them along their along their route, uh, went through. Uh, uh, you know, actually, it's funny, uh, MJ. Uh, I I thought I wanted to be an astronaut, so I uh, started off in aerospace engineering, and uh, that was uh, uh, back in the uh, the early '90s. And of course, we were having a lot of cutbacks then, and there weren't a lot of jobs. So, changed my major a few times. Um, and ended up going back to something that fascinated me back in eighth grade. I did my eighth grade career career fair project on dentistry, and so kind of went back to that and thought, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's the route. So uh, uh, went uh, went uh, got actually applied and got in early from uh, uh, from from undergrad and 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 got right into dental school and uh, just just uh, immediately loved it. Loved the people aspect of it. Loved the the, the hand eye coordination and the artistry. Of, of dentistry and just really got into uh, into into practice and had a had a had a very successful career um, was very entrepreneurial I started off as a uh, as an employee and became a fractional owner of the first practice and ultimately became the full owner of that business and uh, I always uh, I was always working on both sides of the practice I was uh, I was business minded and I, I was entrepreneurial and wanted to grow the business side of it but I was also on the uh, on the clinical side as as you mentioned before we got on the call uh, as only uh, a dad of a dentist uh, would understand that you asked me about the fellowship I did I did uh, uh, receive my fellowship in the Academy of General Dentistry I think you probably have a few uh, dentists that are on the line so they'll appreciate that um, actually, one of my uh, funny stories about that is I, I think I still have the record for one of the youngest dentists in the probably nationally, and I know in Alabama probably one of the youngest dentists to receive that that award. So, uh, was really taken with continuing education and wanting to be a great dentist at an early age, and so um, I actually got started and was just on on, on that on that road to really be the best that I could be. 
uh, you know, very quickly. And so um, just kind of fast forwarding, um, we ended up uh, with, with three dental practices. I did have some health issues in 2011. I had uh, uh, multiple things uh, from the health standpoint that affected my ability to practice. And so I stepped out of the operatory and I stopped practicing clinical dentistry and just worked as the CEO of the business for another five years uh, until we sold the, sold, the, sold the practice. So I know that was one thing you kind of wanted to talk about, and we can go into that deeper. Um, you know, uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of real estate investors. Uh, many of them, it's a second career. And so a lot of times right. you have to, uh, you know, maybe something didn't go, go well, or maybe you know, there's a lot of people that, that semi-retire or do really good at one thing, and then they, you know, they realize that you know, there are a lot of advantages to real estate, and they end up uh, flipping over. But real estate does attract a lot of second and third career people, and so can certainly touch on that uh, if you want to. And um, uh, really got into, during that transitional period, got into um, financial planning. I was always a very balanced investor between the stock market and real estate investing, and I always had a lot of my friends and clients, and or not, they weren't clients at that time, but just friends and colleagues that said, tell me what you're doing. I know you're doing well. Tell me what you're doing. I want to know. Sure. And so I, I knew in my, in my next career that I was going to be in some sort of uh, coaching or advising and uh, kind of went down the, down the, down the track of the, the fi- in the financial world, financial services. So got securities licensed, uh, insurance license, worked for a big national company for a few years, learned the ropes on the wealth management and the insurance side, and then mm-hmm. our own company in 2017, which is High Speed Alliance, and we're a registered investment advisor, and we help doctors and dentists uh, create financial plans along the traditional and alternative side, and we're very passionate about real estate. So I, 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 I guess I almost hijacked the whole show there with the te- te- all your back <laughs> story. So sorry about that. Not in the least, not in the least, because we all have a story. Um, just as much as when we really discover our passion, we also have a why. But li- li- allow me to peel back the onion a little bit more. That's like one of my little phrases when we're doing these podcasts. Um, there's something that's significant. I mean, you enjoyed the practice of dentistry. And, you know, to, to some degree, you know, it's, we can almost say it's, you know, taken away from you. Um, let's, let's, let's get into the, the physical accident, the emotion, and then what you had to do to actually realize, hey, I've, I, I'm not going to be able to do things I used to do, and I'm going to have to make a change. Let, let's, let's, into that just a little bit for the audience, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. And um, I'm usually very private about this, but I've spoken publicly about it. It's just, it's, uh, you know, I, you know, it's it's really hard, MJ, because I, I never, I never want to be the person who's like, you know, you know, I, I don't want to kind of put myself out there for other people to, you know, uh, you know, look at and and try to emulate or anything like that. But I, I I have I have to constantly remind myself that there's other people, and you may have some listeners out here that uh, that could benefit from the story. So you know, from that aspect, I you know I certainly am, am, am grateful to tell the story. But um, I actually um, uh, tore uh, tendons in my right elbow while I was practicing dentistry, and I ended up having multiple surgeries to try to correct the the damage in the, in the tendons. 
And I ended up with, uh, ended up having a, a shoulder surgery that kind of came after that. And I, I was, I was diagnosed with a rare neuropathy called multifocal motor neuropathy, which affected my, my hands and my feet. So my, my, my hands and feet are totally numb and I've lost, uh, fine motor skills in my hands. So it's been, um, it was a very difficult, very dark time really for me to go through to, um, you know, to have a multi-million dollar business that was dependent on me at the time. Fortunately, yeah. I had done a good job. I was a good business owner. I had systems and processes in place, and I was able to plug and play to bring in additional providers into the practice. And um, we, had, we had the proper insurance in place. We had systems and processes. We had a real business that, you know, when, yes. I, when I had to step out of the operatory, it wasn't, um, you know, we had a lot of the stuff in place where, you know, if the same thing had happened to somebody who didn't have the systems and processes and didn't have the proper protection, um, it could have been, it really could have been catastrophic. But uh, went through, a, you know, a really dark time where I was going through multiple surgeries, dealing with, um, you know, anybody that's been along the uh, the neuropath, um, you know, I was subsequently diagnosed with multiple other autoimmune um, conditions, but um, you know, going to a neurologist is not a place you want to hang out. Uh, most yeah. of the patients <laughs> in there are in wheelchairs and on walkers, and uh, there was a, there was a time period where uh, you know the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me, and they thought that I might have ALS uh, or multiple sclerosis. Mm. And um, yeah. ALS is a you know is a death sentence. You're you're gone in five yeah. years. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that was certainly scary to think that that could be my future. And, you know, MS, you know, patients many times end up uh, in a wheelchair. And so, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, you know, is this my future? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deep, dark place to go to. So, you know, fortunately, um, I've always been a person of very deep faith. So that's been, you know, that sustained me. I have an incredible wife who is with me. For you know, we've been married for 23 years, and she was a rock through that whole time—not just for me, but for our family. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we uh, we got through it. Uh, we uh, we we clung together, and yes. we through it. And um, you know, for the for the neuropathy, there's there's not a cure for what I have, and it is a chronic, progressive thing. So it, you know, it will get worse. I do an infusion every two weeks. I do an IVIG infusion. I've got a nurse that comes to the house, and a lot of people. Yeah. Don't so I don't. I don't really talk about it a whole lot, but I got a nurse that comes to the house every two weeks, and we do an infusion, which takes about five to six hours. So, um, I, uh, I mean, I still deal with that on a uh, daily, hourly, uh, minute by minute basis. There's a lot of things that I, you know, I can't do anymore. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you modify, and yes, uh, yes. You know, I, I, you know, the uh, the upside of this is. If that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be doing what I am now. And I, and I think, um, you know, through that process, you know, I certainly, um, you know, did a lot of praying uh, to figure out, you know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? And through that whole time, I mean, I really felt like I was going to be in a position where I really wanted to give and I wanted to use the skills and I wanted to use my background and uh, it's just really been amazing the way that God has blessed us um, through that time, through the exit of the practice, through launching mm-hmm. the business, and it's just been wildly successful. And, and it's and it's fun. I mean, I love what I do. 
Uh, we get yeah. the best people in the world. Uh, you know, we, we, we love, we have live events and, uh, you know, I just have, I just, every day is fun. I just, I wish I could do more. I mean, I, you know, every day, like, I mean, you, 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 you'd love to come hang out with me, MJ. I know you're doing so many different things all across the U S. And so, you know, just this morning I was, I was talking with some of our clients that are in, you know, different States all across the U S helping them with their plan. I was talking with, yeah. uh, I, I, I talked with a, uh, uh, an investment company that does all kind of all, all kind of cool equity and debt things, and then we were looking. I had talked with another uh, investment company that's doing different types of real estate in different different markets, and so you know, I'm just I'm having a I'm having the time of my life. It's just a, it's a lot of fun, and I just get to hang out with uh, with guys like you all the time, and uh, just just <laughs> having a blast. So it's lots of fun. Well, for I think there's a couple of things uh, that you share that I really want to emphasize, and they didn't necessarily go in this order, but the first one was faith. And for everybody that's listening, find your faith walk because that's what's actually going to help you when you really can't see the steps that you have to climb. It's it goes back to some, there's a quote out there by Dr. King. He says, "Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't know the steps are there." And that faith component that you demonstrated from yourself, your wife, and certainly as she girded the family is the core of what you got you through. The other thing uh, that actually came before that was the systems. And overwhelmingly, everybody, as you're building your individual real estate investing business, taking a valuation first approach, we know that's, that's the core principle. You know, we want to make a profit when we buy. But as you're developing and setting up your business, let's always constantly engage to have your 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 lead generation autopilot. You're, you want to have systems that actually vets the deals uh, so that in the event that you have to step away, that you're not necessarily always working in your business, but you're working on your business so other people can come in, even as Dr. B said, for his uh, dental practice, other practitioners will come in and take up the mantle, do the work while he, could act, while he was still trying to gauge back in dentistry until you had to make a change and do something else, which was the financial world. But even in that, you're able to still apply the same things. I know the processes and systems that you have in place. So if something else were to come up, everyone would still get served. Uh, they would still be able to, be able to work their plans and so forth. It's wonderful that we're able to engage and do the things that we enjoy and that gives life to us and gives life to others. But having those processes in place for our businesses are huge. So let me kind of talk about a little bit as you engage not only your own experiences, but as you're, you're helping others, there's probably one or two mistakes that you teach people to avoid when they're getting ready to do their investing, building out their portfolio, stuff like that. Let's kind of get into now the real estate side, um, uh, how you engage both on the financial wealth building, but in particular when it comes to real estate, kind of avoiding the mistakes when they're being a lender or maybe looking at a turnkey property to build a portfolio. Let's kind of talk about those dynamics. What are the things that you help people avoid when it comes to their real estate investing? Uh, boy, that's a long list. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of mistakes. Uh, Amen to that, my friend. Amen. Uh, but you know, not to you know, uh, and that's one of the things. I guess I'll start maybe a little bit on a high level. Um, you know, one of the big mistakes I see. I see a lot of people trying to do this on their own. They uh, and you know, a lot of our investors are you know they're very very smart. I mean, a lot of them are physicians and dentists and 
you know, they didn't get to that point without being extremely intelligent. Uh, and sometimes along with that comes um, this belief that, you know, that they, just because they can do something, that they should do something. So, you know, a lot of times I'll see somebody that, uh, you know, that they might, they might look at MJ and say, well, I want to be MJ and I want to build an empire uh, like, like, like MJ. And I, you know, I usually say, look, you, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to, you want to leverage with MJ. You want to use his expert expertise and his knowledge of all the mistakes that he's made along the way so that you don't do that. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, number one, don't try to do things on your own, uh, be in a, be in a community. And of course, you know, a community like ours, I think, is a great place to be, or a community like yours, where you're, uh, you've got people where you can say, you know, hey, I'm looking at this deal. What do you think about this? And you know, that that's always uh, a really important thing. Uh, but but don't try to do things on your own. Um, you know, I, we see a, a ton. You know, you you brought up lending, so I mean, there's a ton of mistakes that we see on the lending side. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, from, from, from paperwork to, uh, not vetting the deal, not vetting the borrower, not vetting the area. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton of things that, uh, you know, not doing the due diligence on, on the property or the neighborhood. Um, you know, on the, on the buying side, uh, you know, I, I talked about this, you know, this weekend. Um, you know, and I, well, I guess we'll, uh, we do a lot of, and I guess I should clarify, we do a lot of different real estate things. We, we not only yeah. do family, but we do multifamily, we do self storage, we do senior living, we do, um, we do, uh, commercial along, uh, office and different types of healthcare, like owning, owning dental buildings or medical buildings. So there's a ton of things we do, but I'll, 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 I'll kind of focus my comments towards single family. But, you know, there's some people out there that, you know, they get real excited and, you know, there's a lot of benefits to owning single family homes and they say, oh, well, you know, I need to, I need to do that. And so, you know, they go out and they buy a bunch of single family homes and then they realize that they're not the right investor type of investor that should be doing that. And they should really be in a different, focusing on a different area. And, uh, you know, buying single family homes is not a, uh, it's not necessarily something you want to try for two years and then sell. Um, you know, fortunately, I see some people that have made that mistake. And the market has been kind to us and, you know, they can, you know, they can, they can step out of that at a, you know, maybe a break even point or maybe even possibly make, make some money. Um, but, you know, I think the, uh, the market is extremely important. I think the timing is extremely important. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen certainly um, a lot of investors that are just buy and hold investors. And if you're a buy and hold and you're a decade long uh, viewpoint. If you say, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm in this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, it's hard to go wrong. And uh, at one of our meetings, you may have been there, um, I contrasted uh, an investor in Alabama who happened to be my father-in-law who's been buying properties for the last 30 or 40 years mm -hmm. and versus somebody in California who's been doing the same exact thing, you know, just buying properties and holding them for 30 or 40 years. And that works. I mean, it absolutely works. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of foolproof, but um, it takes a long time. It takes a long time to get there. Um, so, you know, some people, they, they jump into single family homes and they try it for a couple of years and then they, they get very frustrated with some of the uh, trying to do things on their own or not really understanding the process of working with a property manager or trying to manage it themselves. And, you know, we see, we see some busy professionals who are out, I mean, I've, I've got, 
I've had doctors come in who were fixing and flipping their own properties and laying the tile and doing the electrical and, <laughs> and, then, and then trying to rent it on the side. And, you know, uh, just, just for those that are listening, that's not what we teach. We don't teach doctors how to no. be real estate uh, fix and flippers. So, you know, we, we, we really teach how to, how to partner with guys like MJ uh, to do it on a passive uh, level, either on a, on a, on a debt basis, on private debt, where you're the, where you are the bank, uh, and, 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 or to do it, um, if you want to purchase turnkey properties or, or, or purchase properties and have them rehabbed, uh, that there's a system to do that where you don't have yeah. to be one swinging the hammer that you're working with somebody who that's their, that's their full-time gig. They're the boots on the ground and you can, you can partner with them and leverage with them. Exactly. You know, it's really unique because it, within the High Speed Alliance community, I love that you share there's multiple ways to uh, be as a practice professional or someone that actually is even being exposed to real estate early on, means the ways to deploy capital in a variety of ways. I mean, even I'm in multifamily syndications and a long-term store, um, uh, storage. I'm also doing some other things that, um, that maybe are you know, not as secured, but have really, really good returns, but it's the exposure that a community like High Speed Alliance actually provides. So that's a great dynamic. Uh, let me do this. Uh, I want to mention one other thing, because you talked about your father-in-law, somewhat contrasted to California. Everybody, when you're listening, one of the books I've always recommended for you to read is What, your C what My CPA Isn't Telling You by Mark Kohler, uh, the author, it's last name is spelled K-O-H-L-E-R. And what Mark espouses to in the book, just one little nugget, is that you want to invest in one good piece of real estate every year for 10 years. And what happens is that that performing real estate actually gets in a better equity position. It's, it's paid off more over time. And now you've got that portfolio that, in a, in a simple way, is going to provide that wealth-building retirement income that you're looking. And you once you get started, that one good house a year may wind up being two or three. But just as Four said, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's what you do over time. But you don't always have to be in a situation where you're the one going out and sourcing the deals. In community like High Speed Alliance, you can engage and take advantage of the leverage of other practitioners in the market area while you just put your capital to work. Um, Force, as I shared Mark Kohler's book, What My CPA Isn't Telling You, that one little nugget, You've read and are continuing to read really good books with great content. Would you be so kind to share what you're reading now or one that you recommend for the audience that has, uh, you know, title, author, and maybe one nugget from that book that makes it significant, if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I, I, I read all the time, and sometimes I, I laughed the other day. I was reading like three books at the same time. time. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I was, was going to, when you said that, I wasn't prepped, but I had, uh, I've got, uh, I've got books just laying everywhere. My mom was a librarian. And so, uh, she was, she was a bibliophile and I've kind of picked it up, uh, as well. Uh, but, uh, if I, before I comment on that, let me go back. Um, uh, I love what you said. And I, I, I wrote that book down cause I haven't read that one, but, um, uh, taxes is one of the greatest robber of wealth uh, for yeah. for anybody that's out there. So uh, you know, make sure that that is a huge, huge, um, 
issue for many of our high income uh, families that come to us. And so, you know, two of the really, really big things, the two of the areas we really provide a lot of value for our clients uh, is one tax reduction strategy. So we really yes. are very passionate about that. Uh, we have, we have, uh, we actually have a, uh, an accountant uh, on, on staff as we're reviewing financial plans and yes. uh, also work very closely with, uh, with other, other CPAs uh, to make sure that our clients are taking advantage. There's the government will tell you, the IRS tells you what, what they want you to do. And so a lot of times if you pay attention to what they're telling you, uh, you can, you can reduce your taxes just by doing what they tell you, uh, where they want you to invest and the things that, uh, that they want you to do. So, uh, we really pay a lot of attention to that. And you're right. Real estate has tremendous, uh, tax benefits. Um, there's a lot of things I could, I could, uh, you know, I know, Real estate professional designation is one thing that may be really, uh, if any of your uh, listeners are paying attention and they're they're not uh, a, a qualified real estate uh, professional on their for tax purposes, they should they should look into that. Um, that that can really uh, save a lot of money. And I'll just cost segregation studies is another area yes. uh, listeners should be uh, taking a look at and just making sure that you're working with a really good CPA. Uh, we've got some really great ones. Um, that are trying to help you reduce your tax and not just plugging numbers into forms and filing them for you. That doesn't get it done in my book. Um, the other, the other thing, obviously, besides tax savings, is is investment returns. And so we're able to generate some really nice returns uh, for our clients. And and most of that is uh, well, not most, but a lot of it is because of uh, because of some of the advantages of different types of real estate. So just wanted to throw that out. A uh, couple couple books I'm reading. Um, this is one I just finished. The three big questions for a frantic family. Patrick Len- Lencioni. Um, he oh, was the author of the uh, five dysfunctions of the team. So really good. We do a lot of work in the family office space, and so really, uh, you know, one thing I'm passionate about is understanding what somebody who has a billion dollars, or has five hundred million dollars, or even a hundred million dollars, somebody that's achieved that level of success. What are they looking to invest in? And so yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give your listeners a, the, a little bit of the secret. They invest into two things, businesses and real estate. So businesses may look like direct investments or co-investments. And I'm not talking about buying shares, publicly traded shares. I'm talking about buying percentages of a business. That's one yes. thing. And a lot of times they're coming in on a passive business, on a passive, they're partnering, they're doing a JV, they're partnering with somebody in order to do that. And the other thing is real estate. Uh, I love I love working in that space because a lot of times the things that they're looking at buying, it's the same things that we're looking at buying. They're just sometimes they have an extra zero or two. So, you know, the very wealthy are buying, um, uh, you know, they're buying hotels instead of Airbnbs. They're doing instead of buying uh, a share of a self-storage facility, they're buying the whole thing or they're partnering with somebody. Instead of being a limited partner in an apartment complex, they may buy the whole thing. So, you know, it's uh, it's the same types of investments. It's just on steroids or they're just adding a, a, a zero or two. I'm also reading uh, The Millionaire Morning. That's one that I've been working my way through. Had a, had a lot of people that uh, shared that with me. And then also, um, I hate to mention this, uh, but I'm reading the Tenth Legion. It's a turkey hunting book. I've shared that with a few of my friends. <laughs> uh, my dad told me about that one, and uh, so that's just a little bit of fun reading. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's do this. What's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is uh, first off, our our website is High Speed Alliance. It's spelled all the way out: H I G H 
Speed Alliance, all the way spelled out. Uh, you can go there. There's a little form where you can fill out, and it'll it'll email me. Uh, my email address is uh, Dr. B D R B at HighSpeedAlliance.com. So uh, feel free to shoot me. I love hearing from uh, from your listeners. So you know, if there's somebody out there that wants to uh, uh, ask a question or find out about an upcoming event, we also have a podcast. That's uh, love for your listeners to listen to our podcast, and yes. uh, have MJ on as a guest soon. And uh, high speed podcast, so check it out. It's at all of the regular podcast places that those things hang out. There you go. There you go. For Dr. B, I can't thank you enough. Obviously, there's so much more for us to engage in. So I, I know in advance you'll come back and be another guest for us without a doubt. I can't thank you enough. Everybody, uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe to the Appraisal Secrets podcast by Investor Cons. And then two, leave a comment because we want to make sure we cover the topics that are important to you. Anyone else that we want to invite back, any other questions you want to ask, anything that maybe we missed that you heard a nugget from Dr. B that you want to get more information on, share that with us. I can't thank you enough, Dr. B, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on next podcast. Other than that, God bless. Take your care, and we'll see you again real soon. Thanks, MJ. You've been listening to another episode of the Appraiser Secrets Podcast with Mark Jackson. The place to be to create your freedom lifestyle with more time off, security, and peace of mind. Find out more at appraisersecrets.com.